The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfit a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah, someday we'll judge if they're fine. Long, long, long. Hello, God. It's me, George Harrison. <laughs> so, hey, is this the first Pixie song? You know, quiet, quiet, so quiet. Loud! Uh, yeah, you, anyway, this is probably my second favorite song on the White Album after I'm So Tired. Nice. George's vocals and the Hammond organ are haunting, which fits because it's about his relationship with God, and it's a heavy subject. It's another song on the album with a great coda, and we're about to find out how they got that sound. It's really a song to listen to on headphones out of any, you know, on this album. Yeah, I I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, it's a it's a deeply affecting work, and I think obviously George shines here, but Ringo, I think, does too. I think his drum work is perfect here. Every fill, there's not a stray drum hit that is out of place. Like he, It's a very subtle performance by him that really is great and i also think it may be george's finest uh, vocal performance so far uh i like that he has moved on from the sitar stuff but i think he's translated and synthesized uh you know the sitar and to to do some more inventive droney elements on his guitar that mm-hmm. he's you know i think bringing to the forefront here so yeah um, led by Harrison's commitment, the four band members went to Rishikesh to study transcendental meditation. They depart for England separately, however, between March 1st, Ring Up, and April 12th, and their mixed experiences on the course contributed to the divisiveness to pervade the group upon their return. But Harrison continued to espouse the Maharishi's teachings. This position left him isolated within the band and represented an impediment to their unity that was unprecedented in the group's career. Author Simon Lang describes Long, Long, Long as the first song in which Harrison shared the spiritual refuge he'd found through meditation, as well as the confluence of the Indian folk and spiritual influences that had preoccupied him since 1966. Donovan, hi Donovan. He's back. The Scottish singer-songwriter who joined at the Beatles' musical activities in Rishikesh recalled that Harrison played both sitar and guitar at the ashram it was developing a style of music that became the finest spiritual sound. Harrison completed the lyrics to Long, Long, Long in August that year, at which point the Beatles were partway through the recording of their eponymous double album. In his autobiography, I Me Mine, he states that the you in Long, Long, Long is God. He also says that his musical inspiration for the composition was Bob Dylan's Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands, specifically D to E minor, A and D those three chords and the way they moved. As a third influence in Long, 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 Lang cites the release of the band's debut album, Music for Big Pink, which signaled the rebirth of the song as an alternative to the excesses of 1967-era psychedelia. Under the working title, It's Been a Long, Long, Long Time, recording for the song began on October 7, 1968. The Beatles minus John Lennon recorded a mammoth 67 takes of the rhythm track with George Harrison on vocals and acoustic guitar, Paul McCartney playing a modified Hammond organ, 
and Ringo Starr on drums. That's pretty good. 67 takes for a George song. He didn't even need That's... Eric Clapton to uh, be there. <sighs> Ringo records some frantic, frenetic drumming, and Harrison's ghostly howl compounded the effect. The song ends with a brutal G minor 11th chord played on Harrison's Gibson J200, creating one of the most affecting and effective finales to any Beatles recording. Can I just say, I do love the song. I don't love George's uh, howl at the end. It sounds like he's trying to be a ghost. Like that that part, yeah, I could take a leave. You know. I mean, you famously don't like ghosts. Well, I'm not afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> I've heard I've heard you say this before. Recording continued the next day with additional acoustic guitar lead vocal parts by George Harrison and a bass track played by McCartney. Long Long was completed on October 9th with backing vocals from McCartney and a piano part played by Chris Thomas. Sorry, Jeff Emmerich, you left. In a 2018 interview with author Robert Rodriguez, Chris Thomas recalled that Harrison asked him to play the part and to style the Moody Blues' Go Now. So here's more information about that weird sound at the end. This is from me and McDonald's Revolution in the Head. Based on the triple time changes of Bob Dylan's sad-eyed lady of the lowlands, Long 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 rises from a whisper only in its 14-bar middle section, where three bars of mechanically repeating boogie piano phrase depict the years wasted, searching. At the end, the luckiest accident in any Beatles recording produces a striking conclusion. As McCartney reached the final low inversion, a C major on the group's customized Hammond organ, the bottom note vibrated a bottle of wine standing on the instrument's Leslie cabinet, creating an eerie rattle. Holding his chord as a bare fifth, McCartney turned it into a spectral C minor suspended fourth, joined by Starr with a snare roll and Harrison with a disembodied wail. Together they sustained this for 30 seconds before, with the organ and its accompanying rattle fading, Harrison gave the harmony its final twist on his Gibson J200. A skeletal G minor 11 closed out by the dying fall of Star's drums. With its simultaneous suggestion of a death, a new beginning, and an enigmatic question, this minor version of a Hard Day's Night chord is, in its context, one of the most resonant in the Beatles' discography. Well, he makes George's whale sound cool. (laughs) And you just say, it sounds like a ghost. I don't like it at all. Maybe he was trying for ghosts. I don't know that I think of it. I'm dead now. What God? (laughs) Ouch. Hey. Spoiler. (laughs) Mixing on Love, Love, Love was completed on October 14th with Star's drum fills given prominence in the mix. Relative to the stereo version, the contrast between the song's quieter, louder moments is less pronounced in the mono mix, where Harrison's second vocal part also arrives earlier on the opening line. It's interesting. This has been a couple songs in a row here where it seems like the stereo mix is the, I don't know, the preferred version or the one that people actually like talk about with like, I got the blisters on my fingers and yeah. the fade out and stuff like that. It's definitely the know, one on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the like the mono stuff is on Spotify. It's just that uh, it's we've now reached the part of the catalog where I feel like the stereo stuff isn't as much of an afterthought. I mean, it still kind of is uh, because obviously they're doing the mono mixes first, but Mm -hmm. right. But you have to like search for the mono mix 
uh, you have to go out of your way to search for it usually. Uh, sure, and but you also have to search for like the mono mixes of like a hard day's night. Yeah, it's just kind of we're we're it's a stereophonic world, baby. Good, I love the stereophonics. Um, <laughs> but I'm just saying, yeah, most people are familiar with the stereo version. They're like, what what what's a mono version, you know? And uh, right, and if and if you're saying like, and I think you have a point, like if the loud quiet loud, if it being the first Pixie song. I probably heard the stereo mixes. Uh, mm. On their CDs or cassettes in the 80s. Shortly after the album's release, Harrison spent time with Dylan and the band in Woodstock in upstate New York. In addition to co-writing I'd Have You Any Time with Dylan, Harrison further established his independence from the Beatles during this visit, with music critic John Harris views as the foundation for All Things Must Pass. Among contemporary reviews of the White Album, Alan Walsh and Melody Baker admired the song as a gentle, lilting track. While less impressed, Record Mirror considered it not a strong tune, with drums monopolizing the sound. In his review for The Times, William Mann described Long, Long, Long as a melting love song in slow waltz tempo, and rated it the equal of the nine best superbly inventive compositions credited to Lennon and McCartney. In Newsweek's mainly unfavorable review of the White Album, Hubert Saul concluded by saying that Harrison was the album's hero, and that Long, Long, Long and Savoy Truffle were its best songs. He described the former as deceptively simple, beautifully melodic, and explosively punctuated. Long, Long, Long was ranked 80th in Mojo's 2006 list of 101 Greatest Beatles Songs. In his commentary for the magazine, musician Colin Newman described it as achingly beautiful and like the album in microcosm, a lament for a long-lost love which ends with a ghostly freakout. Uh, ghostly. In a similar list in 2011, Rolling Stone ranked the song at number 98. Conversely, in 2012, readers of the Daily Telegraph voted Long, Long, Long as the fifth worst Beatles track. Hmm. The following year, Mojo listed at number nine in a poll to determine the ultimate list of Connoisseurs' Beatles songs, as defined by any track not included on the band's greatest hits compilations, 1962 to 1966 and 1967 to 1970. Elliot Smith included Long, Long, Long in his live performances. It was the last song he ever performed live. Interesting. Smith biographer Benjamin Nugent writes that it appealed to Smith and his struggles with depression and drug addiction as a ballad about trying to get rid of self-imposed suffering and returning to a place where you can relate to other people. My Morning Jacket lead singer Jim James opened his 2009 EP of Harrison Compositions, Tribute to with Long, 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 a cover that drowned in sound praise as not only the standout moment, but also one of the most beautiful and arresting songs of the year. Having recorded the EP within days of Harrison's death in November 2001, James said he had decided to release it eight years later, partly as a result of attending the David Lynch Foundation's Transcendental Meditation Awareness Concert, Change Begins Within, where George's name came up a lot. His spirit was very big at that event. I'm going to second that cover. The whole EP is great, and that's, they're right, easily the standout track. And I also love uh, he does a cover of Behind the Door. Just out for some reason. <laughs> oh, should I say that again? I have no idea why. Um, should I should I, should I say that again or no? No. <laughs> Maybe they they want me to buy that EP. 
yeah, uh, it and it's under Yim Yames. Okay. Because well, I don't know why. <laughs> love counts. Uh, the word love is said twice by George in this song. Josie Scale, I give this a yeah. I also give this a yeah. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Oh, Roger, don't be scared of me. I cannot hear you. <laughs> I Only dogs can hear you, I guess. <laughs> I'll hear it later when, when I'm mixing it. It's a yeah. Okay. Okay. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.